As the consultation period for the government's plans for GP commissioning draws to a close and the timetable for implementation is published, debate continues about what it'll mean for the future of our health service. At a conference at the King's Fund on the 7th of September, the discussion focused on the key factors required for putting the plans into practice. I'm Sarah Hardcastle and I spoke to a number of the conference contributors to assess their perspectives on the current situation. Dr Shane Gordon is a GP and Chief Executive of the Colchester Practice-Based Commissioning Group. He described GP commissioning as the perfect storm. I asked him why. Well, it was slightly tongue-in-cheek. I think it's got the potential to be um, characterised as part of the perfect storm because there's a confluence of different factors at the moment which mean there's a lot of instability in the system. So there's a massive financial crisis. Um, which we will not escape from, I think, for at least five years, if not ten years. Um, Combined with the public sector unrest that that's likely to cause, we can already see the unions gearing up for the challenges they're going to make to the government particularly, but also perhaps elsewhere in the system to the Department of Health or the SHAs or the PCTs. Um, That will mean it's difficult to do constructive processes like system reform in that rather combative environment. To also introduce to that a big change like GP commissioning and to dismantle the infrastructure on the commissioning side and try and restructure it at the same time might be seen by some as being a bridge too far. But I think it's actually a good you know, good combination of instability in the system to allow rapid change. With that in mind, what is the motivation for for GPs to be enthusiastic about this? I think there are a number of motivations. I think, um, firstly, it it finally aligns um, the the commissioning, uh, micro-commissioning decisions that GPs make every time they deal with an individual patient about prescribing or referral or any sort of treatment. Um, with the overall responsibility for the, the management of the health of a population through financial accountability. <clears throat> and I think that's a, a great um, opportunity for general practice to really be the organising focus of health services that Barbara Starfield talked about in, in 1998. And I think that, um, for me, is fundamental to securing a successful national health service and the future of the service. I think um, the other motivations will be opportunities to to be more influential. I think people like to feel more in control um, of how their work is organised and operates and that gives a lot of personal satisfaction for GPs. I think it's also a great opportunity to improve quality which GPs will value very highly. And I think it also elevates the standing of the profession, and I think those are all strong motivations. That brings me on to relationships within uh, the NHS and and, uh, the wider healthcare community. You've talked about control and, uh, indeed, this putting GPs in a greater position of power. How's that going to sit with their secondary care colleagues and uh, other colleagues within the healthcare community? Well, it, it gives power but also responsibility for the outcomes of commissioning decisions and I think if you are responsible for serious activity like that you find you try to find the best way to deliver those outcomes 
And it's quite clear that as general practitioners, we can't do that in isolation. It's not going to work just to look within our own four walls for the answers. If we want to find the best way to manage elective care or urgent care or frail elderly care, then we have to look to experts in those fields and to particularly to the partnership between all the different parts of the system. Um, so I, I think the idea that this is just GPs on their own making it up and, and pulling all the levers is nonsense, and I don't think any GP who's serious about it really thinks it will operate like that. Now, the relationship with PCTs... Obviously, in your area, you've got a, a good working relationship with yes. the PCT. What happens yeah. in areas people have spoken about where their PCT are putting up barriers um, to this very difficult transition? Um, it, it is a difficult challenge, and, and I think relationships underlie all of these things. Um, we're very, I'm very, I am very lucky, as you say, to, to have worked in areas where the PCT have been very receptive and responsive. Um, I think, though, you do make a bit of your own destiny in doing that. And um, we certainly, my commissioning organisation has gone out of its way to build those relationships with the PCT. Um, for those who are struggling more with it, I think they need to take a bit of control of their own destiny in developing the influencing and partnership relationships with their PCTs, but also looking at, at the wider skills of influencing, which, don't, which involve sometimes influencing below and above and to the sides of your immediate partner if you're finding that relationship is not developing in the right direction. So it's about being sophisticated and skillful in your approach. And I think also this, the, the dynamics of this change are going to speed up very quickly. We're going to see PCTs waking up and smelling the coffee very, very quickly and therefore changing the way in which they behave quite rapidly. Now, um, talking about the speeding up of change, there, as we've already mentioned, there will be some GPs in areas across the country who are, are, are way behind, if you like, in this journey. Where should they look for the best practice, if you like, the best practice models to help them speed up the journey? Yeah. I think it's about um, how quickly they are able to engage with the challenges and the agenda and to mitigate the risks that there might be. I think GPs are quite adaptable um, clinicians and businessmen and I think once the, um, the new environment, the new rules become clear to them they will very quickly move to meet those challenges as they have done with many other challenges over the decades. And when do you see those rules becoming clear? Well I, I think those of us that are, are more forward in this thinking can already see what the rules are. I think reading between the lines of the of the white paper and the consultation documents the intention is extremely clear that it's about devolution and accountability and I think if, if you look around the country at um, clusters in practice-based commissioning that have been successful there are, are many available um, through organisations like the NHS Alliance, the NAPC. Um, they show you the way to develop well-organised, proactive clusters who can meet this sort of challenge. But they're not impossible to replicate. They, they're quite straightforward to replicate. And it's about structure, clarity, transparency, governance and accountability to your membership and to your patients. 
Right, you've mentioned accountability. You've talked about uh, making accountability or, or the success of the, the GP commissioning linked to GP contracts. Explain your thinking. Um, well, I think that you, you talked about motivation earlier. There are a number of motivators and, and, and um, quality, professional standing, influence are very important motivators. I think for most GPs, financial motivation is um, is not a, a large motivator in this. But for those who are um, recalcitrant, shall we say, who feel that this is none of their business and uh, they don't have a part to play in the, the effective um, use of resources in the health service, then having some leverage financially which says this is part of your day job probably is quite important. I think I, you know the bar shouldn't be set too high so they should it should be achievable for people to do good commissioning and demonstrate that and and you know retain whatever income is attached to that. But equally if you don't engage with it there should be a bit of a financial threat there which might make you change your perception of whether this is the right thing to do.